Welcome to the Sport Manitoba podcast, hosted by Nolan Cole. Welcome to episode 17 of the Sport Manitoba podcast. My name is Nolan Cole. I'm the digital media specialist at Sport Manitoba. At Sport Manitoba, our focus is on supporting and planning sport programs to promote the development of vibrant citizens, athletes, and communities in Manitoba. We're also the main funding agency for amateur sport in the province with over 65 provincial sport organizations in our building. And we're home to the Sport Manitoba Fitness Center and Sport Manitoba Performance. Our previous 16 episodes are available on all the podcast platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts, so check those out when you get a minute. Before we get on with this episode, we want to emphasize that we followed all public health and social distancing guidelines in producing this podcast episode. Our fitness and performance teams have been working tirelessly to give our athletes and clients at-home exercises and workouts that they can do. We'll delve into those after a look at some of Sport Manitoba's messaging and campaigns. Sport Manitoba wants to recognize all of the frontline workers, first responders, and volunteers who are helping to keep us safe during this public health crisis. On behalf of the entire amateur sport community in Manitoba, thank you for all that you do. This spring, Sport Manitoba is working together with the Sport Information Resource Centre to raise awareness about concussions. We want all of our athletes and coaches to know the signs and symptoms of a concussion so that they can be properly treated. Follow along on our social media channels at Sport Manitoba on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram and use the hashtag HeadstrongCanada. Sport Manitoba strives to make sport a safe and welcoming experience for athletes, coaches, parents, officials, and volunteers across the province. If you experience any incidents of abuse, harassment, or any other inappropriate conduct, please call our sport support line at 1-877-737-9875 to talk to a trained professional or visit our website for more resources. You may have seen over the last number of weeks that we've been producing a lot of content on exercises that you can do at home to stay active. We're doing daily fitness classes on our Instagram live channel. Our performance team has been creating weekly blogs and videos for athletes looking to continue their training. And we've even provided tips on mental health and work-life balance during this difficult period. At the forefront of all of this work is our fitness center manager, Julia DeLeo, along with our two sport performance specialists, appearing on the Sport Manitoba podcast for the second time, Jeff Wood and Neil Prokop. Julia was first up, followed by Jeff and Neil. Here's our conversation on at-home workouts, exercises, and training. Julia, thanks for coming on the podcast today. You're welcome. So you and your team have been doing a lot of work around how people can work out at their own homes, from your own homes. You guys have been doing it from your own living rooms the last few weeks. So maybe just touch on some of the things you guys are currently doing overall. So one of the first things we were able to implement um, with our closure was uh, sharing our new custom app. So that is available to members, but also to the public. And within this app, we were able to plan virtual workouts. um, So step-by-step instruction that you can do at your own time, your own pace. We have really fun fitness challenges that we're able to share and encourage people to partake in keep you moving and then also our community board so encouraging one another to keep fit keep active even a place to just say hello and in addition to that we've been able to bring all of our services to virtual options including personal training nutrition and mental skills so live one-on-one offerings with uh, your trainer your coach and also building those workouts right into our app 
And one of the more popular things has been the Instagram live fitness classes that we've been mm-hmm. doing. So can you talk a little bit about those? What kinds of classes have, have you guys been doing? So those classes are really fun. Um, each coach instructor uh, leads them through their own home. So it's we've had to get really creative and um, they're 30 minutes and they're also aired for 24 hours after, after the live class. So uh, something you can revisit and do at another time if that doesn't work for you. But we have a variety from strength to hit. Um, we have a core class and also our mobility class. So um, you can do this with the family for a lot of the classes, which is nice and uh, very minimal equipment, a lot of body weight options. And not everyone likes doing the fitness class or not everyone even likes going to the gym sometimes. So Mm -hmm. something like this might actually be more convenient for some people. Yeah. And we've gotten a lot of great feedback, like a lot of people that uh, either were gym goers are starting to enjoy some home workouts. So it's, it's really opened up another kind of perspective of uh, how to train and how to keep moving and fit. Um, pretty much anywhere. So um, like you mentioned, if you're not a gym goer, this might be a good option for you too. So uh, feel free to try one of our classes. They're noon, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then we added our core class at noon on Tuesdays. Um, So it might be a good fit and you might learn a new thing or two. And so for people who don't want to do the classes, are there other physical exercises that people can do easily at their homes? And what are they? Absolutely. Um, Body weight is obviously super important. It's very functional. Um, So we're really encouraging people to uh, do body weight movement. And it could be, again, following a structured workout, um, like some of the free ones we have in our app, or it could be just getting outside, going for a walk. Um, It's starting to get nice out there slowly, maybe (laughs) uh, picking up a shovel or two, gardening, cutting the lawn. Um, So there's lots of other activities you can do that aren't necessarily working out that are really important uh, to keep you healthy and active, not only physically, but mentally. You talked a little bit about the fitness app already. Did you want to talk a little bit more about the virtual personal personal training Mm -hmm. that we've been promoting lately? Absolutely. Uh, This is one of our new pieces that we're really excited about. You know, what we were hoping to offer it in the future, but we're really excited that we were able to offer it sooner than later. Um, It's really user-friendly, easy way to train with your uh, trainer or your coach. Um, All you need is a piece of technology, laptop, iPad, even your phone. Uh, You can access your live workout. So it's some face-to-face time, um, some good conversation with your your trainer, and uh, they'll take you through and be able to give you that correction that you get one-on-one in person. Um, but virtually. So is it like, is it very similar? Like, are you trying to like replicate an in-person session? Like, is it very similar to that? Or are there major differences that you see between the two? It's very similar. The major difference is the equipment. So the access to the equipment, but in terms of that, like correction, that technique, um, being able to ask your trainer questions so you really understand why you're doing the movement and what the movement is for, you still get all of that. So the biggest piece is having to get creative uh, with some equipment use um, and um, you know maybe even taking some of the workouts into your backyard. So that would be a nice plus once it starts to warm up too. And just the last question on that, do you think there's a real market for virtual personal training? Like, do you think it'll be a big thing in the future? Oh, virtual personal training isn't something new necessarily. It has been growing over the last decade, I'd say, but um, with a lot of other 
virtual options that are starting to come out, um, not just apps, but equipment that have some built-in classes and things like that. It's definitely something that you're going to see a lot more of. And uh, yeah, we really hope to continue growing and offering these services once we reopen. Okay, so for the people who maybe aren't the workout type, and you touched a little bit on this already, but uh, for people who are still health-minded, there's some other activities they can do. And you wrote a blog on this, right? Mm -hmm. Not too long ago, that's on our website, sportmanitoba.ca. So did you want to just kind of expand on that topic and those options for people? Absolutely. Um, being active doesn't necessarily mean working out. Um, some other great activities you can do, like I mentioned, are gardening, um, whether it's just growing some flowers or maybe you're a bit more adventurous and you want to try vegetables this season um, or even just cutting the lawn and and doing some of that really fun cleanup stuff can get your heart rate up um, there's a ton of functional movement in gardening so it's definitely a great activity to do to help just improve your overall well-being um, other activities you can do that are just as important would be like meditating and just setting a, some time aside where you can just be alone and it doesn't have to be formal. It could be something you can do when you are going for a walk or just finding a quiet place in your home, or it can be a bit more formal and structured. Um, so that's another great option. I know a lot of people have been cooking a lot more. <laughs> I've been hearing a lot of people cooking a lot more and that's really great. And there's tons of options out there. So it does definitely get your heart rate up a bit more than um, ordering some food delivery <laughs> straight to your door. So learning uh, maybe something new in the kitchen is also a really great activity that you can do. Do you have your own garden? I do. <laughs> uh, well, my husband, he's the, the green thumb. Okay. Um, I grew up in a, a family that loves to garden. So I definitely love to help out. But uh, he does more of the, the dirty work, I'd say. <laughs> I guess a lot of people use physical activity as an escape sometimes, mm -hmm. right? To, as a stress reliever. So I guess big picture, why is it so important to stay active during this challenging time, would you say? Uh, well, we've been talking a lot about the physical aspect, but I'd say the mental piece is so important. And um, I've heard so many times from clients and friends and family members, uh, you know, after their five minute walk, wow, I feel so much better. And and knowing that like everything's connected, the physical and the mental. So um, moving again, it doesn't have to be super intense, does help release a lot of positive endorphins and remove stress and cortisol from the body. So thinking of your overall well-being and, and moving your body is a great way to, to improve that. Last question I have for you, what's your favorite at-home exercise? Ooh, this one's a tough one. Um, I have a little one-year-old at home, so anything I can do with him has been really fun. I love just, again, coming back to body weight. So squatting, push-ups, planks are one of my favorites. Um, tons of core work in every movement if you can. Lunging, so lots of functional movement that you can do with your body weight. I'm all for it. And then maybe hanging on to, <laughs> to my little one while I'm doing it if I can. Anything else you want to add at all about the working out at home topic? Don't be afraid to try something new. Um, you know, you are at home. It is a new environment. So it could be as simple as a new walking route or, like I mentioned, being outside and gardening. If you are intimidated and you're not sure where to start with home workouts, 
uh, feel free to see us on our Instagram account or, or feel free to try our free app. It's really user friendly. There's lots of options and, and uh, you know, we're here to support you. So feel free to reach out anytime. Yeah, and a lot of the resources we just talked about uh, are on our website, sportmanitoba.ca. Julia, thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. You're welcome. Nice to be here. Thanks. Jeff Wood and Neil Prokop are up next on the Sport Manitoba podcast. Millions of teeth are lost or traumatized annually during sporting activities. Custom mouth guards are recommended by the Manitoba Dental Association as the best way to protect the teeth and prevent injuries to the soft tissue of the mouth as well as the head, jaw, and back. Visit your local dental office to learn more or get fitted for your custom mouth guard. Talk to your dentist. Good for you. Good for life. Sport Manitoba and Doctors Manitoba joined forces in 2013 to launch Fit Kids Healthy Kids. Both partners saw the need to promote physical literacy as a means to combat health risks associated with a sedentary lifestyle such as type 2 diabetes and obesity. Doctors Manitoba has been generously supporting Fit Kids Healthy Kids financially since its inception. Learn more at fitkidshealthykids.ca. Sport Manitoba proudly administers kids sport in Manitoba so all kids can play. To donate, apply for assistance, or learn more about upcoming events, visit kidsportcanada.ca slash manitoba. Jeff, Neil, thanks for coming on the podcast for the second time. You guys might have a second career in video production with how many videos you guys have been producing in the last few weeks, uh, along with other resources for your athletes to use while we cope with all these social restrictions. So Jeff, let's just start with you. Give me a rundown of what your approach has been for the last month or so without being able to see your athletes. Yeah, we have been uh, recording videos, loading them up onto YouTube, loading them up onto our programming app. So basically, when we send out programs to teams or athletes, they see every single exercise that's in their program. They can watch a video of it. So they have something to reference when they're, when they're doing their program. Obviously, most people don't have access to a ton of equipment. So when we you know, program, they're really more body weight based. And then if people want um, to kind of upgrade their program, they say they can tell us, well, I have this, this and this for equipment. I have a squat rack, I have a pull up bar, then we can go in and modify their individual programs and, and add things or things to their workout that they can do at home. So, And Neil, I guess, with athletes not being able to train as they usually would, how important is it that they stay disciplined? right now as best they can yeah they have to you lose you lose strength quickly a lot of it is neural but uh when you start losing size as well it can be pretty uh detrimental to to performance so i think the uh the biggest thing in in this age where it might be hard if like jeff was saying you can only really use your body weight or usually light light weights people don't have full full gym setups at their place you know it's important to you know try to find ways to challenge the body but to at least maintain what, what they have and, and what they've built over the course of the off season or, or in season, you know, for, for athletes that have, are coming off their season. I mean, this is the time where they start building strength and start uh, training, you know, quite significantly. So, uh, to, you know, to just not do anything is really something that we're trying to encourage them not to do and to try to find ways, you know, to stay active and to, to maintain their strength. And we've, with the programs and the videos, um, you know, there's lots of adjustments we can make, you know, such as adjusting their tempo or, or maybe doing some more single, single limb stuff or maybe working on some mobility. There's lots of stuff that they can work on, you know, where you don't necessarily need a full gym, but just the message is to, 
to find to, to do something and and to hopefully find ways to load load the body in different ways i guess yeah i think i think just to add to that that your body is your best training tool so if you were to take your body weight and try and do a chin up or a pull up it's really hard right um there's there's a ton of ways to change the exercise to make it harder so for example neil mentioned tempo which you know most people don't really know what that term means in an exercise but basically it's broken down into three different parts the first number is the lowering phase of the of the exercise the second number is the pause phase and the third number is the lifting phase so if we took for example a bodyweight squat most people could do that bodyweight squat for 10 reps pretty easily at a tempo three seconds down two seconds up but if we took that same squat and then said okay you're gonna go five seconds down and five seconds up you've basically doubled the time under tension for that that muscle or group of muscles and and made it that much harder right it, it becomes a little bit of a different exercise it's hard to develop strength with doing you know an exercise that takes a minute and 40 seconds to do you're not going to develop a ton of strength but you're going to build muscular endurance which is an important thing for most athletes to have anyway so so there's there's a lot of different ways to use your own body weight and make it challenging for an athlete or general population. Neil, tell me about these weekly performance challenges you guys have been putting together. Yeah, it's, um, again, as Jeff has mentioned, just different different challenges, different tempo. I mean, yeah. different uh, different reps, maybe going for time, maybe going, um, you know, just to get through, right, with volume. Half the fun is coming out with uh, names for the workouts <laughs> as well, but uh, we've got another one coming out tomorrow here. But, yeah, it's... Um, it's do you come up with those names? Sorry, do you come up with those names or are those are uh, official you know names? We, yeah, they're, uh, it's, a, it's, we've, <laughs> we've got some creative minds in the performance center. I mean, uh, we lift weights, but we also, uh, like to have a little creativity and come up with a little fun. So again, just kind of fun ways to keep, uh, keep it unique and again, finding ways to challenge the athletes. And Jeff, we've been sharing some mobility exercises every every Monday. We call them Mobility Monday on, on our social media channels. There's been a lot of them. So I guess just specifically, what's behind those and why do you feel those are so effective? Well, I think the biggest thing is that whether you're an athlete or not an athlete, we spend a lot of time during the day in particular positions. So if you sit at a desk at a computer all day, you're typically your head's forward, your shoulders are rounded, things, muscles get tight, right? So our goal in, in getting these Mobility Monday videos out is just to kind of reverse some of those, those tendencies that we have. So for example, if, if I know that I spend a lot of time sitting at my desk in front of my computer, um, I might do a, you know, I might do a seated shoulder hover where I've got to work on my mobility in my shoulders and opening my chest and, and a variety of different things like that that can that can help me a reverse that tendency and b build some strength back there to make sure that I you know and my body is learning how to be in the right positions and as athletes when we train and when we play our sport you know they're they're typically kind of you know one-sided or you know unilateral and and so you've got you know for example if I'm a hockey player 
I'm always in a seat, basically a partially seated position. My hip flexors are tight, my lower back's tight, my groins are tight. Um, so, so when we put out those those Mobility Monday videos, we're kind of gearing it towards athletes and, and their, those tendencies that they have because every sport is a little bit different. And so as a general rule, we want to provide those drills that they can do on their own. It doesn't take a lot of time, doesn't take a lot of effort out of their day, but it does help improve their mobility and their strength in those end ranges of motion that they need. Sounds like it could apply to just people in general, though. Beyond athletes, these exercises. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like, it's it's one of those things that, you know, in my view, everybody's an athlete. Whether they look like an athlete or don't look like an athlete, um, if, they do, if they train like an athlete, then they'll get the benefits of what that brings. So they're going to be leaner. They're going to be more muscular. They're going to be faster, more explosive, stronger, all those different things that an athlete needs to be um, without, you know, the typical bodybuilding style workouts that most general population people do. So, so just one of those things that, you know, if, if whether you're an athlete or not, we all have those tendencies that we sit at a desk, we sit on the couch, we were in front of our phones with our hands in front of us, like things like that, those things are easily reversible if you just spend a little bit of time each day working on things to reverse those those kind of muscle imbalances, basically. And you'll notice a lot of the ones that are being posted, they're not just sitting there holding a stretch, It's there's a mobility aspect to it, and it's gauging muscles that aren't necessarily always used or sometimes forgotten. And sometimes when you lift heavy, you know, your, your prime movers kind of take over and, you know, maybe it's a rotator cuff muscle. I mean, Ricky in the, in the sport yeah. med clinic always talks about flicking on light switches, right? And just engaging and activating different muscles. So yeah, there's uh, I mean, some of the movements, uh, I don't know how Jeff does them, but he, he finds a way to do them uh, day after day. And when you do it every day, uh, I mean, he's uh, he's a walking example of, of kind of the, the flexibility and the mobility you can have. And I'm an example where I probably don't do it enough as I should do. But um, yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, it's really beneficial. And again, it, it's this is a perfect time to work on that type of stuff. Jeff, you mentioned hockey players. So would you say these exercises are general? Like, do they apply to athletes across multiple sports? Or are there some that are tailored and specialized to certain sports? No, I really think they're for everybody. Like, you... Whether you have, like, for example, if it was a hockey player, I would spend more time on their hip flexors and their groins and their lower backs and and things like that to make sure that they're able to move properly and handle the loads that hockey puts on those areas of their body. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to give them things to work on their shoulder mobility. You know, I always look at it like this. Like, let's say I'm a soccer player, and I spend a lot of time sprinting my hip flexors, my hamstrings, uh, those those areas are going to be, you know, needing to be worked and strengthened, but also lengthened. And flexibility is one thing. That's basically you going to your end range of motion and kind of holding that. But actually having mobility means you have to be able to get into that end range and move in that end range which is a little bit more challenging and requires a component of strength that um, if you don't have that that's where injuries happen right so so we want to teach our athletes how to 
not only get into that end range and have passive flexibility, but we also want to teach them how to have active mobility where they can move at those different ranges, uh, and specifically the end ranges, because that's when the injuries happen. Neil, some athletes would be in training season normally right now, but others who maybe were in mid-season have had to kind of a completely adjust their routines, right? So is that one of the the major challenging points right now, would you say? Just the change of routine? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the uh, everybody, athletes like routine, right? It's, yeah. um, you know, in the habit of training, then the habit of, uh, you know, maybe going to school, right? It's, um, I mean, I was reading, a, it was a mental health uh, article or his podcast or, or whatever I heard. But, it, but it, I mean, part of the, part of what people suggest right now is to try to find a routine, right? Find something that you do day to day, something that you can get in the habit doing. Um, you know, maybe it's stretching or doing some mobility, right? When you get up in the morning, maybe it's doing something before bed. Maybe it's, it's taking a break uh, at lunch. Um, it's trying to find something where, something again, to establish routine because once, uh, this has been a curveball, right? And uh, when you get out of routines and you get out of, you know, training and maybe working out, you know, when, when everything gets lifted and we're back at it, you know, it, hopefully it's not difficult to get back into a routine, right? So it's try to try to maintain it and maybe adapt something so that when we are back at it, it's able to just flick, you're able to flick the switch pretty quickly and, and get back into it. And you sent me a video yesterday of one of your cross-country skiing athletes going old school and pulling the, the tractor tires outside, right? So I guess along those lines is an opportunity for athletes to get more more creative. Totally, yeah. Finding uh, one of our trainers, she she's got the uh, the big water jugs, and uh, is, you know, using those as resistance, yeah. right, and doing squats with those. So, yeah, I mean, tires. Um, I mean, now with the weather, hopefully getting a little bit nicer. You know, if you have back backyards or, yeah, I mean, open fields. Maybe I don't I don't know the whole park situation right <laughs> now, but trying to find ways to keep your social distance, but still. Uh, yeah, using equipment, finding ways to apply load to the body. You know, once you get outdoors and you start doing stuff, you can work on a little bit more speed stuff, right? When the weather gets a little bit nicer and um, maybe some sprint work and some change of direction stuff. So yeah, there's uh, there's definitely opportunities if you kind of maybe get a little bit creative and find ways to, to challenge your body in ways you're not usually used to. All right, Jeff, last question goes to you. So there's obviously no competitions, no tournaments, no games happening right now. Is this an opportunity for athletes to get more training in than usual? And is there a danger of training too much? Well, definitely, I think it's an opportunity for athletes to train more than they, they're used to doing. You know, for example, if we take some of the soccer teams that we work with, they would be right now getting into their soccer season. So we have them during the off season, where we would typically program them. They come here once a week or twice a week. We're programming for them five or six days a week right now. Yeah, it's body weight work and, and but different things like that. But but it's an opportunity for them to really kind of ramp up their training so they're ready for their soccer season, right? So it's I think it's important that as athletes they take advantage of the time that they have. They can still work on technical things if if they're soccer players. They can work on they can go to the field or go in their front yard and juggle a ball and dribble a ball and do different things like that then go kick a ball and I think that I think that's great um, the one thing that they can't really do though is compete and that's a bit of a challenge right if yeah. they're going to go right into their season they can only compete against themselves and so that might be you know 
dad out front with a stopwatch when they're doing their sprints or you know just timing themselves so they can work on basically competing but they're competing against themselves they're not competing against anybody else and and that's part of part of the challenge of this time as an athlete is you need to be ready to compete when people lift the ban and everybody's kind of you know ready to go you got to jump right in and be ready to go and and that's that's going to be the challenge for for these young athletes is yeah they can compete when they you know in a workout where we time the workout or they can compete with a stopwatch or whatever but when they actually get into that time where they need to battle against someone else it's going to be a challenge because you got to keep your distance right now. So that that's a bit yeah. of a problem, right? And when it comes to, I mean, training too much, it's very, it, to some extent, it's hard to replicate that game-like intensity that you're going to have in practice and competition. So, I mean, I would argue there's probably not too many athletes that are to the point where they're grinding themselves into the ground, right? Like, yeah. chances are, you know, they're... They can probably up it a few notches and still be well well below kind of the volume and intensity that they would hit during the season with different competitions, right? So I think it's I think it's um, I mean be smart, right? But I think there's there's a lot athletes can give and um, yeah, trying to find ways to replicate that intensity and volume or challenge yourself is, is really important. I think we're kind of you know we kid ourselves a little bit thinking that you know when we train an hour a day that that could be too much if you're going absolutely to exhaustion in that hour every single day um then yeah maybe but think of think of olympic athletes that train five six hours a day like we have more in us to take that hour hour and 30 minutes and put it to good use whereas you you see an olympic swimmer or you see something like that they're in the pool two hours a day two hours in the morning two hours in the afternoon and they're strength training and they're doing all these different things like they spend a lot of time training and and they have everything planned out well and spaced out with their rest intervals and all those different things so so when they need to compete they're ready and and that's and that's just a function of training and recovery and regeneration that's and that's right? and that that's exactly it it's it means athletes that are listening make sure you're getting your rest and you're not playing video games till two in the morning make sure you're still eating yeah. eating good right and yeah i mean you're you're gonna have a ton of ton in the tank to give towards training and and working out and exercising yeah so when this all ends athletes are going to I imagine you're going to want to jump right back into games and get back out there and start competing. And this will be out of your hands, obviously. But is is there a need to have an extended training camp or, you know, a certain pra- get back into a practice routine before the games begin again? Yeah, I, th- I don't know if there's a need for an extended yeah. training camp. I mean, really, if unless they unless they've been sitting on the couch or playing video games doing nothing, they, yeah. they should be able to jump into a training camp and, and be ready to go. The, the, the challenge is, you know, from a training perspective, you should be able to jump in right away. From a, from a competition perspective um, and a sharpness and technical skill, that's where, that's where you're probably going to lack a little bit because you just haven't done those skills at a high tempo leading into your training camp whereas in a typical training cycle you would spend more time doing that right so it's it's just one of those things that if you 
do you need a little bit more time with the technical and tactical things? Maybe, um, but if you do the right things and with your training program, you really shouldn't need to get an extended camp out of that. And, and the situation's the same for everybody right now. Yeah. So it's the it's the athletes that are taking the time and working on skills and finding ways to incorporate yeah exercise and yeah. technique. And those are the athletes that are going to potentially have the opportunity to make a ton of different gains and maybe surpass their peers in, in different areas. So, I mean, it's... You can look at this whole situation as an opportunity to kind of differentiate yourself as well because there's probably a lot of athletes younger athletes that you know they're probably not doing as much as they they were in the past so yeah if 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 you're listening and this is this could be an opportunity so well that and i think the other thing just just kind of building off of that is that this is a great opportunity to build your mental skill sets as well right so if if you feel like as an athlete that when you get into competition there's certain things that sometimes your performance is just not there this is a good time to do a little bit of homework reflect on how you react during games when you make mistakes when you do different things and and come up with some strategies that can help you improve in that area, whether it's positive self-talk or whether it's uh, mental imagery or visualization or whatever it is, those are things you can easily search up online and find information about. We're, we're building out a mental skills workbook right now uh, and just having some exercises that athletes can do to help improve that side of sport and athletics. I think it's it's really important for young athletes, all athletes, but young athletes in particular to build those mental skill sets so when they go to higher levels, they're mentally prepared to do that. Just before we wrap up, is there one exercise that each of you have that you would highly recommend right now or a favorite exercise you have that you can do at home? I, I just, I feel like not one particular exercise, but mixing up your exercises so you're getting the most bang for your buck. So, for example, if you have a kettlebell at home, then kettlebell swings are great, but you can also do squats, you can also do presses, you can also do rows with that kettlebell. And what you need to have in your program is balance. So you need to be able to squat, you need to be able to hinge, or, or like deadlift kind of movements. You need to be able to lunge, you need to be able to press with your upper body, you need to be able to pull with your upper body, you need to be able to stabilize your core and rotate and do different things like that with your torso. So if you've got those things in your program, then you've got all your bases covered. There Are there exercises that can work a lot of those things? Absolutely, you know, just like a dumbbell squat and press works a lot of muscle group different muscle groups but some people just aren't quite ready for for things like that right so you just gotta kind of progress to higher levels and use your body and use the tools that you have at home to help get stronger and faster and all those different things I don't think one exercise is the be-all and end-all because I think that if you just concentrate on that one thing then there's a lot of other things you're missing that's a good answer. I like that one. You didn't pick one, so I'll do the same. I mean, I think if you're going to do one exercise, you may as well do four, right? And then hit all, all the different areas. Hit your hinge, hit your uh, hit your core and your rotation or your anti-rotation, your anti-flexion. Or pick a few, you know, your, your big lifts, your squats, uh, maybe doing some single leg or some 
some uh, type of deadlift right with the hinge, um, challenging the core. I mean, it doesn't take much. It takes uh, takes a few exercises and a few sets, and you're engaging your muscles. So yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll decline not to answer that one and pick just one. I'll say there's a few you can choose from. All right. Anything else you guys want to add before we wrap up here? No, I mean, the athletes that we, we work with, I mean, if you have any questions or any need to reach out for any advice or anything, and uh, that goes really, I mean, for for anyone listening, right? If, if they have questions, um, you know, we're here to help and um, we'll do what we can. And it's just performance at sportmanitoba.ca. No, I, I think that as an athlete, especially if you were just about to compete in a provincial championship or nationals or something like that and you're you're missing out on that um i know that my my son's team that he got traded from in uh, january was ranked in the top three or four in the country in the canadian junior Mm -hmm. hockey league and they were super choked that they weren't going to be able to play and compete for a national championship the centennial cup which was going to be played in portage Um, so you know you have to learn how to move on from that setback and get back in and and train and get ready for next year and that's that's really the the biggest thing is again it kind of boils down to those mental skills where you have to learn to you know, block those certain setbacks out and turn it into a positive. Okay, well, you know, I didn't, I wasn't able to win the championship this year, but I still can next year. So, so it's time for me to move on and grow and develop and get better for next year. Thanks for coming on, boys. It's an absolute thanks, pleasure. Thanks for having, well, us. Thanks for having us. It's always a pleasure. Thanks again to Julia, Neil, and Jeff for sharing all of that insight and advice on at-home activities. If you enjoyed this episode of the Sport Manitoba podcast, you can subscribe to our podcast. All of the episodes are available anywhere you get your podcasts, including Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. By the way, if you want to hear more from our fitness staff, check out episode six titled Fitness Tips, or if you want to learn more about Sport Manitoba performance, listen to episode five titled High Performance. Follow us on social media at Sport Manitoba on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for all of our latest content, including those Instagram Live fitness classes. Finally, if you know of somebody who you think would make for a good guest on our show, whether it's an athlete, coach, or somebody else involved in sport, you can email me at podcast at sportmanitoba.ca. Stay healthy, stay safe, and look for our next episode in May. I'm Nolan Cole. Thanks for listening to the Sport Manitoba podcast.